This is Comet Picks by The Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, what's going on? Hey, John, it's going good. It's like, and well, I miss um, not having Rob and Myron around for this um, for this podcast. I, I've got something specific to me that I want to talk about. They shall return, I'm sure of it. But what it is, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Well, I've got on tap for like something that has been like um, near and dear to my heart for like a good long while now, and that is the Sandman. Now it's like, like long time, long time um, viewers will know that like I think like this, that Neil Gaiman's um, the Sandman is one of the greatest comic books ever. It's like comic book series ever written. It's like second only to Omnashka, the Valley of Wind. But um, as uh, but but as DC like you know owns like you know like the concept of the Sandman, like they can just like you know keep keep that thing going like as long as they want. But the thing is that you know like um. As like you know, Gaiman and I proved over like those seventy-five issues of the Sandman that he wrote. Well, it's like you know, it's like the Sandman really like it really has like power and like you know sales power. You know when he's like r- running things. So it's so it's like when um like you know he did like Endless Nights and when he did um the Sandman Overture, which I thought was like you know the best thing I read. It's like. Like back in the year when like Blade of the Immortal finished, and it's like I had to like you know like defer like Blade of the Immortal's like you know best of the year. I'm ranking to um Sandman Overture because goddamn like you know like game improved that you can go home again. It's like and also like add on specifically to the legacy that you've written like previous like previous to that to that point. It's like you know Sandman is like. It's like it's like one of like the holy grails of DC's um, output, but at the same time, like it's also one of the few series that DC's has recognized that you know it is tied to a specific creator. I mean, like you know they've just based, they've basically gone and said, hey, you know, fuck Alan Moore, we can just like get other people to like do Watchmen stuff. But when it comes to the Sandman, like they go, okay, we need to actually get Gaiman back in order to like you know like give a proper like um, you know. It's like approval for for any like you know Sandman like like post Sandman stuff. It's like I mean for me at least like you know the, the one of the biggest and best things that he did was was give that um, approval was write the introduction to um, Mike Carey's um, Lucifer series when because like I was like oh man they're doing a Lucifer series based on like um Game and Sandman oh no, I'm not going off that wait 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 hey Gaiman did the introduction for it huh maybe this is worthwhile. Hey, you know, this is actually pretty good. Hey, you know, it's like I should probably get around to doing a podcast on about Lucifer, my carries Lucifer at some point. Maybe I'll do it next time. It's like, who knows? It's like, but the thing is, like, you know, it's like when it comes to Sandman, it, it, it's really like, you know, like you need that Gaiman's um, seal of approval in order to, like, you know, get people on board with it. Because um, otherwise, it's just kind of like, it's like, it's like when, um, it's like I guess when um like when Game was doing the sand sandman thing, it just like that that was like this that was like the time when when people like started realizing that hey you know it's like it's the creator that matters not the title you know it's like it's like I guess you know it's like if you know, if um DC had realized that hey you know it's like like it is like you know like Alan Moore was the key ingredient to the Swamp Thing and we should probably like like listen to everything he says it's like you know we should. Like that would probably be good for our future, but they didn't. And it's like, oh man, it's like, like listen, like anything that anything um that DC does, like like 
like with Watchmen. Now, now he's like, I'm not going to touch. I mean, yeah. Hey, it sounds cool that like Tom King and Jorge Fornes are doing like a, a Warshak series, but fuck that man. It's like, I'm not going to like after like DC, after DC's treatment of like of more with regards to Watchmen, it's like, I'm not going to touch that at all, regardless of how good it is. But, um, DC has apparently shown proper deference to Gaiman. It's like in terms of like, you know, expanding the same universe in the sense that they seem to realize that, okay, it's Gaiman that, you know, like like, we need his seal of approval before we go on to like others, like others, like a Sandman stories here. And that's how we get, um, the Sandman universe because, you know, flashback to like the, uh, like the, like the end of 2017, or 2018, I can't remember. I think it was 2018. It's like, it's time is funny now, but, um, but, um, vertigo is on the wane. It's like, well, like the imprint has managed to, um, find, um, ways to, um, like reinvigorate itself, like over the years with, um, like, you know, Hey, it's like, it's mentioned like throughout like a new it series, like say like fables or like a white last man. Well, they haven't been able to do that for a good long while now. And well, like it's kind of the point where like they've they've realized that hey, you know, like, we need to um, like go back to like the series that defines us. We need the Sandman. We need um, like Gaiman to give his blessing to um, like a new like a new round of um, Sandman inspired titles. And that's exactly what Gaiman did because you know, it's like he is willing to deal with DC as long as, as long as they are willing to deal with him properly. So so that that is how we got the dreaming that is how we got on um, house of whispers that's how we got a new another new lucifer series and also how we got a new um books of magic series as well now as far as i'm concerned um you know a new lucifer series well mike carey i've already delivered a lucifer series that was um far better than it had a right to be so it's like any lucifer series that followed that it's like you know i don't want to read that you know it's like he like he TK gave us the definitive Lucifer series without Gaiman's input. So, you know, I don't need a new Lucifer, Lucifer series. Um, as far as like new um, books of magic series, well, it's like the uh, snippets we got from the um, Sandman universe one shot. Well, it's fine. I mean, like, it's like it's it was okay, but um, you know, it's like I think that um, that um, like any like um, books of magic series has suffered like from the fact that, you know, it wasn't Gaiman doing it. It's like, I mean, like, yeah, John Nay Reber did it back in the early days of vertigo. But after that, after he did it, and then, um, Peter Gross did it for two years afterwards, like no one else has managed to like deal with a compelling take on the, on the, uh, adventures of, uh, of, um, Tim Hunter, who is not Harry Potter. And then there's, um, Nell Hopkinson who, um, gave us, um, the new, uh, uh, it's like um House of Whispers series, which is a brand new concept, but the way it was presented in the uh, Sandman Universe one shot was just, you know, just kind of like kind of bland in the sense that you know we get we get some L- LGBT um like characters who okay this is cool and all, but you know it's like we're not like getting like a new interesting perspective even with the uh, Louisiana Bayou um like Cajun flavor, so. That being said, you know, it's like when it comes down to it, like as far as these um, Sandman universe like series go, the one series that 
had my attention from the beginning was the dreaming. And not just because it was like, you know, the series that was most like directly tied to um, Gaiman's work, but the fact that it came from um, writer Simon Spurrier. Now, Spurrier is a writer who I've, who, if you've, you know, been reading the blog for and listening to the podcast for a while, he's a writer that I really like. But he's also a writer who, um, like, thrives on like, you know, not giving you what you want. I mean, so, because, you know, for a while, for a good long while, he was working with Marvel. It's like, and he, and he, he's done, he's done work for them. He did um, an X Force series that was um, predicated on, on showing you the fact that, you know, Cable's um, ultraviolet, um, like, guns first approach, you know, was not the right way to go. Which you know, hey, you know, it's like that's kind of a funny way to go for an X Force series, or like, what about his X Men Legacy take, where he decided, hey, you know, I'm going to make Legion the character, and I'm going to like make his ultimate realization the fact that, hey, I was too cool for you characters to appreciate, so I'm going to like erase my existence, it's like as a climax of the series. So it's like, okay, that's interesting, but you know, like that's like, how do you make that work as a uh, it's an ongoing superhero um, story because, like, as much as I, as much as I was impressed by the fact that like, you know, Spurrier had the balls to um, pursue his Legion story to the very end. Well, like Marvel, like, eventually brought Legion back. It's like, um, not just, probably not just because of the uh, success of the TV show, but just because, like, hey, you know, it's like that's that's how we roll and all. But you know, like. With um Spurrier um coming over to uh to DC to work in the uh, Vertigo um um my, like uh, mines and all it's like it kind of feels like, like hey you know he's going to um that he's kind of like playing with the uh, toys that inspired him you know way back way back in the day because Spurrier is probably closer to my age you know the forties and all I'm sorry if I disappointed you and all but. He's also the kind of guy who realizes that, hey, you know, like there is appeal, in, like, you know, bringing back the old stuff. But at the same time, you know, like if there's even better appeal in like doing stuff that you don't expect, because, you know, while his well, he's he's working on the dreaming like, yeah, and he's some um, dealing with like all the old favorites. Like, yeah, he's talking about the new like ruler dreaming, Daniel, and also like the old, all the people you remember, like um, Lucien. The uh, librarian of the dreaming, Murph Pumpkinhead, the salt, salt of the earth, like um, it's like a um, hard worker, of, like like of the place, and um, Math and Matthew the Raven, it's like who is you know just like just like our kind of like our point of view character here. It's like he, it's like there's, it's like there's like there's like familiar, there's lots of familiar stuff going on here. It's like, but um, the way um Spurrier interprets it, well his plan for the dreaming and he does have a plan is to um you know it's like like intersect it with current events and oh god like i hear i understand like you hear me say that and think like oh god it's like yo i don't want politics i don't want like you know it's like um like people talking about how like um it's like how the current state of america it's like it intersects with the dreaming i don't want that and you know i get that i I really do, uh, but you know, it's like, but, but, I, but ultimately I think that Spurrier like does this in a way that is it's like, that is like, in, that is interesting and isn't, like, and, um, even though parts of it are like kind of on the nose, it's like, I think that like, like it's still 
like it's still compelling and it's still interesting and unexpected in certain ways because while the series starts with um you know Daniel like the king of the king of the dreaming like or its lord its main its main character like I'm um, just like you know just like abdicating his rule it's like well it's like everyone's kind of going well, what do we do with that and it's like you know how do we deal with deal with like you know the fact that our leader has abandoned us well we need someone like strong in order to uh, like lead us. It's like in this, like, like in our like, time of unease, and like that's where um, Judge Gallows comes in. Judge Gallows, who is the, uh, it's like the embodiment of like authoritarian rule. It's like, like from the uh, from the eighteen hundreds. Like so the guy who says, "I can't fetch me hemp," because like I'm gonna hang some guys in order to, it's like in order to like uh, establish, it's like establish order again. It's like he is, like he is an autocrat who is like determined to, like turn to impose his rule on the dream on the dream once he's given given the means to but um in the end like you know he is eventually he's eventually deposed and then comes um Juan, the uh, moth type leader who may be insane but um has but but um nevertheless saved um the dreaming from um judge gallows um authoritarian rule and um now he's um trying to figure out just, you know what like how do I um how do I rule this like um this idiosyncratic realm even though I am a like a being of logic a being of logic so um pure in the sense that you know like he's got his own ideas about how things go but he's also got this some um, shadow personality um a dark moth that will just unmake anything that um that doesn't quite um fit his rule but um. Even then, like you know, these characters aren't like the main the, the main characters of um Spurrier's run. Um, the main character really is Dora, um, like a girl, like a girl with um like wings wings for ears who loves who loves weird sex with demons and um has a um weird a crazy demonic um like personality where if you push her too far, she will just like bust out her evil evil teeth and just try to eat you, motherfucker. So there you go. So like she is. Like she's angry. She is like frustrated about the fact that, you know, no one knows like who she was before she came to the dreaming. Though she does have this notion that um Morpheus, the uh the previous king of the dreaming before Daniel took over, like may have had something to deal with her with her current state. So that's kind of where we are with um Spurrier's um like the like the dreaming. He is telling a story about but America, because well, you know, like we're like we're the we're the, the country that's like that read the Sandman most voraciously when it came out. It's like, and he, again, he has an idea about you know just like you know like what what is wrong with our current um like state of mind? Like, you know, why do we believe rumors? Why do we believe conjecture? Why do we believe stuff we read on the internet and like and um, religious stuff that even that flies in the face of facts? Well. Spurrier has an idea about that, and um, he has an idea about you know what we can do to cure it. Problem is that um, that as he uh, as he understands it, you know the fact that you know what the cure for this is ultimately worse the, than the disease because it basically comes down to the fact that you know one person, one um, one clever tech guy has found out you know what has ailed us. Like through all this, through all this time, and his name, 
the man who was responsible for all the uh, all the things that have ailed this um, like this particular incarnation of mankind. Well, it's none other than Hyperion Keter. Yeah, I know you heard me say that. It's like who the fuck is Hyperion Keter? Well, that's kind of the point, and that's kind of like um, what drives um, Spurrier's um, it's like run. Like, I mean, he's not like all about you know, like, like giving you like the obvious answers, the uh, stuff that like, gives you like, you know, like, Hey, though, this, this makes perfect sense. And all it's like, you know, I, I think that, you know, there are some people who think that, you know, Hey, you know, like if we're like, if, um, someone was to tell us like, Hey, you know, there's someone who's behind the, 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 the dissolution of the dreaming who's behind, like, you know, like ruining, like, like our, our dream seat and all they would have like, Hey, you know, I bet it's Lex Luthor. It's like the, uh, the, like someone who is like you know, it's like who has who's a logical and reasonable, it's like um like villain. It's like and someone who's tied to like the DC the DC universe in order to like you know like give like give the series like you know some like you know larger resonance as it is. But no, um Spurrier basically says you know fuck that. It's like I'm going to like say that you know my villain is Hyperion Keter, who I don't know who the fuck that is, but you know that's. He's the bad guy, or, or, or is he really? Or maybe he's he's got some issues, or maybe he's got he's got the right idea, but then when he realizes that oh this is what it's going to turn out oh shit I I gotta solve this I gotta save everyone oh wait I can't so there you go but um but um with but the thing is with um Spurrier's run on the dreaming is that you know it's like. <sighs> Compared to um Gaiman's, I mean, the thing that made um Gaiman's um run on the dreaming like not dreaming on Sandman so great, so definitive, was that his storytelling was always, always a cut above everyone else's. I mean, even when like you know he wasn't um like delivering like a um on, a, a piece of the ongoing story because that's what it was. Because that's what made the Sandman great. There was an ongoing story there, but um, it only uh, it only became apparent once you looked back and realized, oh, that's it. It all makes sense now. But um, with uh, but and that's what made Gaiman's run great. Is that you didn't realize he was telling one connected story until you looked all the way back and realized, oh, it all makes sense. Um, Spurrier as much as I like him, isn't on that level in the sense that, you know, his story he's telling, like he's banging, he's banging it in, in to, um, to proper, to a, to, to proper form, like from the beginning and, um, rereading, rereading it from the beginning that I realized that, yo, Hey, he was tell like these 20 issues. He, of the dreaming he wrote, he was telling one story here. It's like, I mean, there wasn't like any, like, "Quote unquote proper digression here, like that you could tell with um Gaiman's run, but um with but but e- but um reading like everything that um Spurrier wrote for these twenty issues, it was all like focused towards like one proper story, and um that's not necessarily a bad thing because even if um Spurrier lacks um Gaiman's grace and like effortlessness, um he still has some good ideas about how to recontextualize Sandman's story specifically just how he how he how he like um 
tells how he contextualizes um like um like Daniel's the Sandman's um like need for help and um how he you know how he fi- how he tries falling in love and it fails but it's still kind of an it still kind of works as a proper proper love story but even then when he realizes that oh I've got to uh, evacuate this reality in order to save everyone well like he it's like he he also has plans for just like you know hey if um people want me to come back well I've I've given them the tools they need in order to do that it's like where um in the Sandman like the um, very first story was all about uh, Morpheus um you know just being imprisoned for decades and like and realizing that hey you know it's like not only could I not save myself but I couldn't I couldn't empower the people who um who could save me to do so so that so um the dreaming is very much a response to that and it's also very much a story about um like um Dora like you know the the, the character with the the fa- the found out girl with the uh, wing ears who um, was saved by Morpheus um, because someone told her she wasn't real. And um, well, it's like, she's take, like, she, it's all about her learning about how to um, recontextualize herself. It's like in, in the context of this, like of this new era. And it's, it's like, it's pretty interesting. I mean, like, I don't want to get into like specifics here because I think that, um, it's like that overall, like the, the uh, story that Spurrier is telling here, it's like he has a plan. He has a plan. He follows it through and it is fantastic. It's like, that's something that like absolutely gets me. Like, like whenever I read a comic book, like, I mean, it's like, yo, I just want to know that the person who is, who's writing this has a plan and Spurrier absolutely does this. Absolutely does when he's writing this. Now I will say that, Chances are like he may have realized that oh I don't have enough time enough space to tell the story that I originally did because there are there are certain nods like when he's talking about like the uh, the Wayne like the uh, the disappearance of um, like supernatural characters from the uh, from the modern world that um, that was a thing in the Sandman or when um, like we find out that um, Daniel has like created his own universe in order to live until people can wish him back. Oh, and that his um, girlfriend, well, she may be stuck there. Well, that there's feelings that there, there, there are still stories to be told here, but overall the, the core story, like at the heart of this, like it's like, it is complete. It's like, and um, I think it is, I think it is quite good. And also there are also nods to um, Spurrier's um, run on um, Hellblazer which um, struck me as being like, hey, you know, it's like, like he is a guy, it's like, hey, you know, hey, it's like, he was offered the chance to like work on, hey, you know, do I want to work on like the dreaming? Like, you know, the uh, the place that where um, Gaiman like um, made his name? Like, fuck yeah, I do. Like, oh, and you're also offering me the chance to write on um, Hellblazer as well? <sighs> well, maybe I just, I, I think I can like, um, like cut this short or like, you know, make this, bring this to a proper conclusion. It's like, so I can uh, work on Hellblazer. Like yeah, that's that's it. I can do that. So there you go. So I think that these three volumes of the, of the dreaming tell like even if like if you really looked at them, maybe there are some loose threads, some uh, some 
some stray stories to be told. But um, overall, I think that this is as worthy a uh, follow-up to the Sandman as, as you could hope. Like, you know, just for the way that, you know, it, it offers, like, new takes on old, old characters. And it's like, and, it's, and like, properly recontextualizes the, uh, it's like, the, the story of the character that we, that we knew. It's like, it's, I mean, Spurrier is all about doing things differently. And he does this here. But he also um, tells us, like, you know, it gives us a new, like, interesting, like, um, take on, on Sabbath's characters on the Sandman. It's like, and I think that's really great. And, you know, I'm not just saying this as, um, you know, just like, like wanton hyperbole. I want to say that, yeah, like, so far, it's like, as of, as of, um, like, the time that I'm recording this, like, you know, like, June 17th, this is, like, likely the best thing I've read so far this year. I mean, I love the Sandman and um, reading um, like the dreaming and rereading it and reading this final chapter. It's like volume three. It's like has basically made me realize like, yeah, this is fantastic stuff. It's like, you're taking like stuff that I, that I loved before and give me new reasons to appreciate it as well. So yeah, it's like, I would have liked love to have seen um, like what, um, what else um, Spurrier would have done with this. But at the same time, you know, um, G Willow Wilson and Nick Robles are doing um, another um, Sandman series, um, giving us a new nightmare as well. And, you know, I'm, I want to see what they want, what they're going to do on this. Cause I think that, you know, the future for Sandman is all about writers giving their specific distinct takes on it. And, Spurrier proved that hey, you know, this is something that that is like I that is like viable commercially and creatively, and like and I, I'm grateful for that. But but you know, hey, when you talk to me that like hey, that that Wilson and Robles are doing their own thing, I want to see what that is like too. So hell yeah, I am all for this next this next um run on um like their run on the dreaming, and I'm also thoroughly thoroughly looking forward to um what it's like what um spurrier does with um hellblazer because god knows i've been looking forward to a proper mature readers take on john constantine ever since he departed the realms of mature readers um vertigo and all so there you go so um i guess john it's like if you're still there um it's like any uh, thoughts on your end about all this no, no, it sounds intriguing, and uh, I think I might have to check this out myself. Yeah, it's old, like The Dreaming by Simon Spurrier and Bilky Everly. Oh, wait, wait, I gotta talk about Bilky Everly. She um, delivered some incredibly astounding art for this. Like, even though she wasn't able to like, to, like deliver like a um, book a month for this um, series, she um, like delivered some incredible art over the course of this series as did um abigail, abigail larson danny and marguerite savage and um matthias bergara it's like the um the dreaming had thoroughly a-list art from beginning to end it's like and that is like fantastic so i'd I, I'd, I'd throw that in as well incredible all right cool so um do you know what you're going to be talking about next time Oh man, that's kind of a problem right now because, like, I could be talking about. Um, I was thinking about talking about the other series um, for the Sandman universe, or I could be talking about the um, 
Apocrypha for the Meta Barons, which I was the really, which is I've been on a kick about that. Let me rereading um, the original series and the uh, new series as well. But I don't know. It's like it, it could be either one of those, or it could be something completely different. Because we'll also um, um, East of West is finished as well, and the final volume of that is out too. But uh, we'll see about that. So I don't know. It's like what what's next time on Comics by the Comics by the Glick will be a surprise. There you go. We'll catch you next time. All right. Later. Bye.